Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What is up, Buck fans? We are back yet again with another RBT live stream. I am joined, thankfully, yet again with my co-host, as always, Michael Pless, who had a brief little fun vacation in a said place. Hopefully is COVID free, but he's back again. Plus, welcome back. Tell us how you are. What's going on? Are you healthy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm doing well. Uh, glad to be back on. I appreciate uh, Gene stepping in for me. He did a great job. I watched the show. Really good stuff. So I'm um, thankful for that. But yeah, happy to be back uh, talking Bucks football with you as always. And um, yeah, looking forward to it. It looks like we're, you know, we, we got football pretty much uh, going to be happening. So that's that's good news. It looks like they came to agreement. Um, and, you know, we have Buccaneers reporting to training camp today and tomorrow. So, yeah, a lot of things uh, happening around the corner. So it's uh, it's really exciting. Yeah, speaking of that, I mean, let's just jump right into it. So we're going to have football, it seems. So the NFL, NFLPA reached agreement on COVID-19 adjustments to the CBA. This is something where it's it just kind of happened the other day, and there's a lot of fine little points. So everyone really knows about this 80-man roster. Where is it right here? Rosters must be trimmed down to 80 players by August 16th. I mean, that's still two weeks away, so they can mm-hmm. still have the 90 until then. And then training camp doesn't start until August 3rd, I believe you said. Right, correct. It's not in the story, but I mean, there's a lot of things going on the small points about what they're going to do. They're going to ramp up three weeks of practice until only 14 padded practice days. I mean, we'll get more into this, but what do you think of this? Like what 29 to three teams said they're for it. Like what is your, I guess, side or point or Mm. anything on everything that just happened? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously there's a lot of money involved. Um, you know, they're they're going to do whatever they can to, to make this happen, uh, you know, especially from an owner's uh, standpoint. Um, so that's why I think you saw the 29 to 3, um, you know, players and, and the NFLPA. I think they, you know, they want to make sure everything is going to be safe and, you know, taking the right uh, precautions that need to be made. Um, and I think the owners are, are with that as well. Um, I think they just they've found a plan that can you know work on both sides and i think that's where we're heading towards um but we'll we'll see how it plays out i mean you got baseball starting up again it looks like that is running pretty smoothly you got basketball coming around the corner nhl coming up so we're gonna see how this all you know plays out but um yeah i'm excited that they you know got a deal done that they feel is you know both 
you know, safe and also, you know, everyone's happy. I, I guess I could say, you know, they agreed on it, and uh, you know, that's where that's where we are right now, and we're just gonna see how it plays out, though. Yeah, I guess it's just saying they're gonna ramp up production of like how much contact they're gonna have for like three weeks, a span of three weeks. How much they're gonna do? Only mm-hmm. fourteen padded practices, like I said earlier. Then they had the financials agreed upon. Like if something happens, say one player does get COVID, they will be incentivized, not just mm-hmm. cut dry kind of thing. Right. Because um, that's the biggest thing. I mean, you're putting your your life on the line, so to speak. If you're if you contract the the virus and then you bring it home to your wife, your kids. Like that was the big thing of of Donovan Smith. He just didn't want to bring it home to his newborn. I mean, rightfully right. so. So. Mm. I mean, that was the biggest agreement, but it sounds like they have something in writing. It's set the stone, black and white. Okay, mm. we're going to have football. So, yeah, I mean, exa- exactly. Ahead. Yeah, they, and it looks like they're, you know, they're pretty much starting with OTAs here to begin with as, as we get into training camp on August 3rd. It looks like it's going to be like a brief OTA period where these guys can get into shape, get into football shape. Um, work on some things and I think it's kind of like a tryout for these younger guys and I think that's why they have the 80 80 man roster cut down by August 16th because there is no preseason games so I think that's what they're leaning towards you know that's how they're going to work it out um, and and see you know let these coaching staff see what they have on their team and see if these guys can you know push some of the other guys and, and make that 80 man squad and then once you get towards the padded practices that are going to be the later half I think that's where you're going to see, you know, who's, you know, who's who and, and who's going to make it. And then you'll have your, you know, your final cut downs uh, to 53. And then we start the regular season um, right there in September of the first week. So um, it's a, a lot of moving parts very quickly. Uh, that's what's going to be taking place. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, teams, you know, adjust their strategy and, and just how they, you know, you know, adjust to everything that's going on. Um, with these new uh, rules and settings because it's unpre- unprecedented times right now. Absolutely. I mean, there's going to be another stimulus check, it seems, coming out again. So right. I mean, we're getting another free check pretty much. Like, it's just strange. That's never happened. Well, I think it did happen in my lifetime with the OE crash and everything. But, right. I mean, not where I was, I guess, spending the money, I guess. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, it's very, very different times. Like you just said, I mean, Economically, sports-wise, world-wise, I mean, very, very different. But everyone's talking in the chat about this, so let's mention it. So, Bucks rookies report and quarterbacks report to Advent Health Training Center. So, right here, you see Antoine Winfield Jr. Big old smile on his face, grin. So, all the rookies are there besides minus one guy, and everyone's talking about it in the chat. And it is Keyshawn Vaughn who tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, how does this affect us? I mean, it's going to be, what, 14 days he's going to have to be on the injured reserve list, player reserve list because of this. What do you think, first, about rookies actually reporting? What do you secondly think about Keyshawn Vaughn with contracting the virus? Yeah, no, I mean, it's good to get, it's good to see guys get back in the building. You know, obviously they're wearing their face masks, which is good. You know, everyone's taking precaution, being safe. Obviously, you know, that's part of the agreement that they came to, um, the NFL and the NFLPA. But yeah, it's it's great to see, you know, obviously Tom Brady was in the building um, today, so that's cool. Uh, but yeah, all the rookies, um, you know, reported, which is great. 
Um, as far as Keyshawn Vaughn, it's unfortunate, you know, and, and it's going to happen. I mean, you're going to have guys that are going to test positive. Um, as we see around the league, I think there's like 18 other players that tested positive. So he's not the only one. Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully he has a, you know, speedy recovery, stay quarantined and hopefully we see him back on the, uh, the practice field, um, you know, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. But that's the thing you gotta, this is a waiting game now. You gotta wait right. for that negative on the next test. So, Correct. but either way, it's really good to see that nice grin right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we actually see football players returning. I mean, and then you also saw Tom Brady has officially entered the building and put some respect on Levante David's name. He's wearing his mask. Yeah. I don't know what the heck this is, but Tom Brady is in the building, people. I, mean, I don't even know. Look at this. I mean, this is the stuff we got to get. This is our news. Tristan Wirfs, Tom Winfield, just them walking into the building. Yeah, really cool. So This was cool, too, seeing his actual locker you got to have the six feet in between mm-hmm. just the cool kind of stuff you're seeing everyone's spaced out again keep six feet distancing right <laughs> robert Rankowski's yeah. there so again, yeah cool, it's cool, pretty cool. cool i mean yeah it's cool because it, it it's real i mean we're, we're seeing it this is like it's facts now you know we we know they're on the team you know officially like we see them you know in the locker room and, and etc it's you know i it's still surreal that they're buccaneers but now it's like okay now it's time like it's time to go and it's time to play football and uh very exciting stuff i mean we talked about it yesterday off air but just got a really good feeling about this squad right now and it's um feeling pretty good right now so yeah jay Elmore's trying to bring something up really quick about the new the crap talking back and forth with Evans and and Allen, we'll get there. It's in due time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Fred F says in, in chat, finally football is starting. Yeah, we're this is actually news to talk about. This isn't just horse crap. We're kind of pulling out of our teeth, like, oh look, I got I found something. Like, mm-hmm. It's actually news and breaking stuff of oh now there's people contracting it. Now it's real in the NFL. No. But uh. Something actually that's also big that we saw in that little NFLPA thing was we're going to have to drop down to 80 in two weeks. How much yeah. can you see of a team in freaking two weeks? They're not really going to be practicing that much. It's more making sure no one has it. That's going to take a couple of days. Then mm-hmm. it's organized just conditioning. That's going to maybe take three, four days, maybe even a week. Because yeah. these guys haven't had any organized anything, so yeah, it's basically OTAs. I mean, yeah. that's how the style is going to be. It's pretty much going to be passing skeleton, you know, work and stuff like that. You're not going to see any hitting. It's going to be tough for de- defenders, really, because they're kind of, um, you know, they're at a disadvantage, especially with this OTA. You know, you're in shorts and helmets, um, can't really put your hands on guys. So, yeah, it's going to be tougher for the defense, you know, as far as the younger guys that are trying to make this squad. So. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how the numbers play out, you know, as far as how they balance it and who, you know, what position groups get taken, you know, a toll as far as hits go or or what have you as far as cuts. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be different. You know, it's just weird because you're usually having that preseason game and probably probably next sometime next weekend. You know, you're usually having that first preseason game. and now we're not having that so it's just it's just unreal i mean it's it's different times right now yeah i mean i mean just looking over the little cba thing again 
just mm. because of the financials of it. Like, no fans are expected to go and stuff like that. They're bringing the salary cap down next year. That's why they're saying, okay, there's not going to be as much money to go around kind mm. of thing. And it's just, it's affecting everything. I mean, even the rich of the rich are, are getting their pockets pulled out right now. I mean, not as he- heavily as some of us normal folk, blue collar and everything, but... Yeah. I mean, it's if the top feels it, imagine what the bottom feels like. That's what I kind of got want people to understand, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So with that, let's keep going. Based on what you were saying about this, which players could be on their way out with 80 man training camp roster. Mm-hmm. So this is actually a kind of cool story of them mentioning some names about no preseason games, blah blah blah. They start mm-hmm. naming guys. So they say MJ Stewart was one right. name. Yeah. Kendall Beckwith, and yes, I checked. Kendall Beckwith is still yeah, under still, contract, still right under here. Roster. Yep. Is he? Are they hoping he can come back? That's a big name that everyone thought was gone. They thought, oh, he's done for his career. But you haven't heard anything, so no one knows anything. It's not like I have a crystal ball. I know anything. So, and he's above about above Jordan Whitehead in cap. So, looking at this and the names. Let's start from the beginning. Do you think MJ Stewart is one of those guys? Or who would you say is one of these guys? Yeah, I mean, MJ Stewart, I think, definitely is a guy on the list. Um, yeah, Kendall Beckwith, for sure, because I just don't think he's coming back. Uh, Justin Evans, that's an interesting name. Again, I I mean, Better yeah. Not. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's this, it's kind of the same thing as Kendall Beckwith. We just don't know if he's going to be returning. And you have a lot of competition at that safety spot, so that very well could be a guy um javon hagan yeah same thing undrafted guy um yeah i mean getting into some of these other names yeah i mean these are pretty obvious you know yeah. gill and, guys. And, yeah exactly john hurst um yeah and you have your offensive lineman oh, this um, potato guy <laughs> yeah so yeah really i mean really no surprises from that list i mean you know mj stewart i think is definitely fighting for a spot just because yeah, I mean, he mentions Parnell Mart- Motley there, and then obviously Herb Miller, too, is another guy that we haven't really talked much of, but he's the guy that they like a lot. So, yeah, I mean, it, it could be interesting uh, to see um, if those names come to fruition. But, yeah, I, I think that's there are definitely possibilities because we just don't know about you know Beckwith or Evans. I think you're going to look bottom of the line. Yes, MJ Stewart, I don't think you get rid of him that fast. You want, especially in a time where you're unknowing how much practice you're going to get. You want the most experienced and most like scheme-ready players. And whether you I, like him or I not, he, he's been in the system. He, he knows what to do. Yes, he may have not played the best under Mike Smith. He just didn't get his name called much under Todd Bowles. So let's see. I mean, you don't know. Especially when this is a time where you don't know crap. So I'm thinking more... Sadly, the guys that just haven't had an opportunity at all are going to get an opportunity just solely based off of guys. We don't know what you can do and we want to give you the opportunity, but we can't. This is Mm. weird. Like this, no one expected this and I don't see how you can cut someone who you know you have game film on to give someone a chance that you've seen do well against small school college players. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think definitely they're going to lean towards experience. Um, and, and that's why you probably have, 
you know, the 16 man player practice squads, you know, so you can keep most of these guys that you want to keep um, that are showing out or, or, you know, doing well in training camp. So, yeah, that's what's going to make it tough for, you know, the coaching staff because certain guys could have a great two weeks and flash during this time. And then, you know, once you get closer to the season, maybe they don't do as well, um, you know, or something, you know, they just start not doing as great as they were to start off with. So, I mean, we've seen that with Mike Edwards. You know, Mike Edwards started off really fast last year and then kind of kind of tailed off a little bit in the beginning of the season. I mean, he had the injury um, and then started picking it up towards the later part of the year. So, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I think experience is going to be important. Um, but again, you want the best players on your squad. And, you know, now they have to figure out how do they, how do they find the best players in this unprecedented time? You know, how do you work that in? Yeah, I mean, that's why sadly on this time, there's going to be a lot of players that go unseen. The yeah. opportunity that there already is very little of, like those four preseason games. Mm-hmm that they already diminished to three, and now this year is zero. Yeah. It's just, you know how much it is just to put a little bit of game tape on to know you were in the league. It's not like you were just some right. off the couch of your neighbor's ex-girlfriend. Right. right. It's No, this is you were in the league. You have some merit to your name. None of these guys are going to get the opportunity now unless they literally win with that one team that saw them. Mm-hmm. Now they don't. Next year's draft is coming up again. Hopefully yeah. all this crap's gone after that. And they lost their opportunity. But wait, mm-hmm. before we go on anymore, guys in the chat, I know you're chatting up there, but give us a second to like this video. Subscribe if you haven't. Comment down below. That always helps us with the channel. And with that said, let's keep going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, this everything's crazy. Right now. Yeah, but one more, yeah, one more oh, point ahead, ahead. on, one more point on that. You know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what these other teams do as far as waivers and stuff like that. You know, you're pretty probably not going to see a lot of movement. I think you're going to see a lot of teams just keep their own guys. Um, that's why I think the practice squad is pretty much going to be pretty easy to get like the guys that you like. You know, on that squad, you don't have to worry about another team stealing. Um, you know, a practice squad player uh, because I mean I don't think they're going to be sharing you know training camp film you know i know they record you know training camp stuff you know every day each team does that but i don't think they're going to be sharing that among the league i could be wrong on that you know just to give guys opportunity more opportunities i guess but it'll be interesting to see how the waiver system plays out and if you know because you know jason light he likes to pick up guys you know before the first week of the season so be interested to see what happens in that regard you know it's going to be it's going to be totally different from what we've seen. Yeah, I mean, I like that's what JL Moore was asking. Y'all think no preseason games will make it easier to hide potential players or practice squad? Yes. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Easy answer, yes. I mean, no one else has access. I mean, I'm wondering what they, they do. Like, will they get fans access to see something? I mean, right. you, don't, you don't know. I mean... Yeah, I know Raymond James talked about, you know, having the stadium open up at, I think it was like 25% capacity to allow fans in. I don't know if like for it's going to be for a regular season, regular season games because I know they came out with, you know, you know, wear wear a mask if you want to go to NFL games and, and stuff like that, but 
don't know. It'll be interesting to see what across the league they do as far as capacity goes. I think it's probably going to be kind of, you know, very similar, you know, 20 to 25%, very low uh, attendance around the league if they do allow fans in. But how does that, you know, play out between season ticket holders and then your, you know, general admission yeah. and all that? So that's going to be, that's going to be a tough battle there, you know, especially how they split it up. And then JL Moore said highly unlikely. I, I likely, yeah, I agree too. I don't, I don't think they'll risk the, the the people going to games, and that'll just cause more, more spread. I agree. I mean, there's no baseball team that has fans in the right. stands. Yeah, they have the cutouts of of people. Right? So, so why should there be anyone in a football field? Right. I, I mean, agree. maybe because it's open aired. Maybe that that's their justification. But the same thing is with baseball. I mean, I, I, I just don't understand. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I honestly don't think, don't think there should be at all, at all yeah. this year. Right. I yeah, heard I don't me think to say NBA, that, but no, I agree. I don't think NBA or NHL is doing this the fans either. So I, I think it's all going to be you know just empty stadiums, um, which is fine. You know, I think that's the right way to go. Yeah, he said money will determine who goes. Ah, uh, gotcha. That yeah. better not. It should be the health of everyone should determine who goes. Right. So just because you're rich money bags, you're going to take it down to some... Nah, I'll leave it alone. <laughs> uh, but this is good news. Fred F. said, can't wait to see Brady throwing the ball to new weapons. So that's actually brings me to my next awesome point. This is uh, what everyone kind of wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. Keenan Allen was mad. <sighs> what is he mad about? He was mad about his place, his checked in at 77th on NFL Network's annual top 100 list. Who should be more mad is Levante David checking in at 100, barely making the top 100 right. in the list. And Keenan Allen's mad he's at number 77. So that's more of a joke to, to me. But mm-hmm. let's keep going on. <laughs> he goes on to say, okay, I'm tired of bitten my tongue. Not biting, but bitten my tongue. Mm-hmm. At Cheetah, who is Tyreek Hill from the Kansas City Chiefs. At Mike Evans, 13, you got that name right, who mm-hmm. is our own Mike Evans, number one wide receiver, six straight hundred thousand yard seasons. Chris Goodwin, I don't know who the hell that is. <laughs> Pretty sure he means Chris Godwin. And the right. list goes on, are not a better receiver than me. Faster than me every day of the week. But separation, child, please. <laughs> I'm not going to click on that. Keenan Allen, I respect as he is a good receiver. Don't get me wrong. Yes. Are you better than Mike Evans? Hell no. Chris Godwin, he has an argument just because Chris Godwin has one good year. But what is your standpoint? And just let me hear it. Does, does he have a point? Is he wrong? Is he dead ass wrong? Like, what do you think? <laughs> Guys in the chat, go ahead. Give me some more. Yeah, Keenan Allen is, uh, he just needs to be quiet. Yeah, there's no room. There's no room to talk here. I mean, Mike Evans has just been straight up, you know, top five receiver in this league for a long time. Uh, he's done it every single year, a thousand yards. He's produced double digit touchdowns. He's averaged over 15 yards per catch. Um, yeah, he hasn't had a hundred receptions like Keenan Allen has, but I mean, you look at the numbers right there. I mean, he is just. I mean, he's production. I mean, 12. Thousand. 12, thousand. Yeah, thousand. 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 Yeah, thousand multiple thousand. thousand receivers. You know, and he got 12 touchdowns his rookie year, 12 touchdowns in his third year. 
Um, and he's been consistent the last couple years with eight. Um, but you look at the yards per reception, you know, all over 15 besides 2016. I mean, he's just been, he's been uh, one of the best receivers hands down in the game. Uh, if you look at Keenan Allen's numbers, yeah, I mean, Keenan, he's done a really good job as far as receptions. Uh, he's got over, he's had over, a, you know, 100 receptions Twice. a couple of times. Um, you know, over, and it looks, you know, 1,000 yards the last three seasons. But you look at the first couple of years, he struggled with injuries and really hasn't produced much. Um, Touchdowns-wise, yeah, pretty consistent. He gets six every year, it looks like. But, <laughs> six, six, uh, six. That's a bad omen. Right, <laughs> I wouldn't be bragging about that. But you know, also another point <laughs> is another point is Keenan Allen's been playing with a better quarterback. You know, Philip Rivers is is pretty consistent. Um, you know, Mike Evans has to deal had to deal with Jameis Winston, oh. who was just he's just up and down. I mean, he's, he was he was up and down <laughs> with his career, and uh, you know, not saying Jameis is a bad quarterback. He's a pretty good quarterback. It's just you know, Philip Rivers has been doing it for over however many seasons, so. Oh, you know, now you look at Mike Evans and Tom Brady. I think Mike Evans is going to have his best year yet uh, with Tom Brady throwing him the football. All right, I'm going to jump on that immediately. So Jay Elmore said it as well. Let's see mm. what happens when he doesn't have Phillip Rivers. And let's see what happens when Mike Evans and Chris Goodwin have uh, <laughs> Tom Brady at quarterback. Exactly. So, oh my God, plus I'm logging off. <laughs> <laughs> so I talked about Winston, but the thing is, so here's my point. So I kind of touched on it. Hope you guys enjoyed our Tom Brady interceptions video. I know probably some people thought it was going to be a negative thing, but it's more looking at what he has here in Tampa Bay, and that's probably why he's going to succeed. Right. So basing that, looking at, at the opposite, Winston at what he had, and how much he succeeded with 5,000 yards, 33 touchdowns last year. What he's had in this team for years, and how teams would say we're the what do they call it the the Dunkineers because mm-hmm. we're so big you just throw it up. What the hell do you think Tom Brady's gonna do? We are gonna be the Dunkineers. We've been wanting that for so many years. Everyone's been saying we're gonna be that. I think we are gonna be that. Why? Because we have guys that you don't have to throw to a perfect spot. You just have to throw it to a spot. Mike Evans, six five, two thirty one. Let me just make sure y'all remember. 6'5", 231, runs a 4'5", almost 4'4". This dude's big enough where you just throw it in the radius, he's going to catch the ball. So, Tom Brady, you don't have to be 100% accurate even though you are that damn good. Chris Godwin, okay, let's see. He's not as big as my man Mike Evans, 6'1", 209, but he plays like he's 6'3", 215, 220. Mm -hmm. The, the dude plays and blocks like a, a bat out of hell. Okay, we're looking at numbers of two. 525, okay, he was a third-round pick. Only started two games. Second year, starts five, almost 1,000. Third, blows up, misses two games, and still gets 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns. So you think about it, year four should be, eh, 14, 1,500 yards, 10 touchdowns, bare minimum. You would hope, especially with a better quarterback. Mm-hmm. But my thing is this. I'm doing now, again, I always give away what we're going to do the next video on. It's going to be Mike Evans. Pretty much I'm doing Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are just a disgusting pair. Okay, so you, you have last year, second game of the year, Panthers, Chris Godwin goes off. I think he had eight catches, 100 and 
something yards, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Next game is the Giants. The Giants shadow a safety over him. It was so simple. Winston has one thing to look at. Oh, there's a man over there. Let me just go over the single one-on-one Mike Evans. Oh, they're doubling Mike Evans. Let me go over to Chris Godwin. It was that simple. Mm-hmm. If Winston can read it, don't you think a 20-year vet like Tom Brady will read it? It's that that easy. And then once they yeah. start shading, covering cover three, they start helping with a linebacker, start helping with a safety or a nickel corner. Middle of the field, wide the hell open. Grobber and Kelsey, my favorite man. There you go. Yeah. Oh, O.J. Howard, you're big. Let me throw it to you. It's just simple <laughs> shit like that where you saw Winston be blind to see. I know I'm going to get hate because people think I'm a Winston hater. It's just more seeing what the hell I saw. Mm. He didn't see it, even though they were wide open. So I think they're primed for a big year. You were telling me yesterday that this seems like it's going to be the biggest year in a while. and You already feel it. I was mm. hesitant until I started looking at all this tape and just seeing how easy it was for Winston in this offense. And how if you just make little adjustments, the, de- the defense is going to make adjustments. Quarterback and offense have to make it too. The offense can only call in a play. The quarterback has to read it. So mm. I think with our signal caller we got, we're going to make this a big deal. But I talked for way too damn long. <laughs> Give me your two cents on what I just no, no, I, I agree, and I'm I'm really confident. You know, I you know, look at this roster, and you know, as long as everybody's in place and we get our breaks with injuries, I I think this team can go very far. And I, I think you know a lot of fans are are starting to feel the same. You know, I'm just happy that you know we we got a deal done as far as football. You know, coming back, so that's great news, and I, I just can't wait to to see it. You know, start up in September. It's going to be really exciting to watch. Um, and as far as your breakdown, yeah, you're exactly right. You know, that's what I see on tape as well. You know, defenses last year were sh- shadowing to, you know, either Mike or Chris, and sometimes they had a shadow to both. And like you said, the middle of the field's wide open, and unfortunately, uh, the quarterback last year just couldn't see it. I think this year you're going to see a different story where you know Tom can analyze it pre-snap and he can understand where the spots are going to be and he can make the quick decision that's going to help our offensive line be better it's going to help our running game etc uh the x factor is the defense and i think our defense is going to be better than they were last year um, because of the front four and the front seven that you have coming back i think it's going to be stronger so really it's just going to depend on how fast they can get started you know going into the season um, you know, are there going to be a lot of injuries because of no preseason? You know, that's going to be a, a storyline to watch. Is there going to be, you know, soft tissue injuries that we're going to have to watch out for? Um, those are the things that hopefully this team can, you know, negate and, and not have because that's something in the past that has hurt us. You know, obviously looking at Godwin and Evans and, you know, Scotty Miller struggled with a hamstring. So just got to hope those things don't come back and, and bite us in the butt. But the thing is, so offensively, I think either way, even if there is soft tissue injuries, mm-hmm. we should be okay on the offense. Defensively, yes. I mean, if Colton Davis goes down or Vita Vea primarily goes down, there's going to be a big issue. But mm-hmm. offensively, I think we should be a powerhouse. Now, I've been watching I, all these ESPN guys talking. We should be. I mean, it, even if... Say Mike Evans goes down. Chris Godwin should show up to be the number one. And dare I say, Scotty Miller gets the slot or gets outside, and then you have um, my, my man Tyrod Taylor, or not Tyrod Taylor, 
<laughs> Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson. TJ. Yeah. Damn. He's on the Lightning too. <laughs> right. Uh, in the in the slot or outside. I mean, you just have guys that can compete at all these levels. It's just mm. with a a man that has done so much with so little, given this gluttony of weapons. I mean. I mean, then, like we've said before, we can run this offense off of tight ends alone. Right. Gronk, OJ, Bray, which people will say he's not getting enough attention. Yes, he's not. Bray's getting no attention at all. I can't wait till he's just slapped in their face. Like, oh, yeah. guess what? I'm also a really good pass catcher, and I can actually put up so you guys can shut the hell up. Jalen Moore says, sheesh, Mark, you should be fired. <laughs> oh, Tyler Johnson. Yeah, I agree. I, I shit the bed on that one. But I mean, I got I got texting. I got I got things to do, my man. Damn, I, I, sh- I did shit the bed though. Uh, but I mean, I think offensively we are beyond loaded. I mean, mm. yeah, I I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, I we're I'm confident that you know this team is going to be fine. Again, the the main thing that can help hold us back is is injuries and and. Really, I guess you can say that for every team. You know, you got to have some luck there as far as injuries go. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. From a schematic standpoint, I don't think there's many teams that can slow us down, if at if at any. I, I think offensively, I think we can find ways to attack any style of defense or any defense in this league and have success. I think we showed that last year, um, and that was with inconsistency at the quarterback position. Now you're getting the most consistent quarterback in the league um, I, I, I think it'll it'll definitely be something to watch. Uh, and then defensively, I think you got a young group, but also mixed with, with good veterans in place at, at certain spots um, that are wanting to prove um, that they are better than what they are recognized for. As you mentioned, Levante David, you know he's probably one of the best players in this league, and to be number one hundred, I think mm. it's a slap in the face. Um, you know, and it's it's undeserving uh rightfully so i mean he should be at least in the top 50 if not the top 25 i mean he's one of the he's that damn good um he's probably one of the best linebackers in this league if not top three uh it's just a shame he doesn't get the credit he deserves but that's going to change this year with you know primetime games and um everything that we have on the schedule coming up this year so really excited about both sides of this team and you know even special teams i think is going to be better uh so yeah, I mean, this team is ready. And that's why I said it yesterday. I was like, yeah, this team is ready to win now. It's time to make it back to the playoffs. I think that's at least a guarantee. Now it's, you know, how far can we go? I, I, I'm i starting to I, – I already was hyped. Mm-hmm. You said that, like, if we we're going to be there on the cusp. I was like, oh, I just want to make the playoffs. But mm-hmm. and realistically, if our offense runs anywhere near as good as it should be, we should be – damn near untouchable on offense. And I mean I that with a fact. But uh, before I go on to the next topic, mm-hmm. so Fred F. in the chat said last season Brady's weapons were Edelman, and that's it. And he's still got oh. 12 wins. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, we saw it in the tape that we broke down with interceptions. I mean, we were talking about, I mean, his receivers, his tight ends weren't helping him. Running backs were, you know, running poor routes. Um, he didn't have much help. And then his offensive line was probably the worst he's had in a very long time i mean they were worse than us as far as offense line goes um they were just they weren't good he got hit a lot because guys weren't getting open as they usually did in the past um 
And he, yeah, he had to lean on Edelman because that was his only guy. I mean, yeah. that was it. <laughs> and so, yeah, great point, Fred. Uh, I'm excited. Now he's got a, a team that he just hasn't had before. And I think we talked about this um, numerous times that he's got weapons on his side that he just hasn't played with it his an entire career. I mean, you can say Randy Moss, but he hasn't had guys like Chris Gow and Mike Evans that are athletic and big like this and can make things happen. Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, Cam Brait, the list goes on and on. Um, you know, we haven't even talked about Ronald Jones, who could have probably the best year of running backs we've seen in a long time, uh, especially Buccaneer running backs, I would say. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know if you guys have caught that video breakdown of Tom Brady and the interceptions, but if you haven't, go check it out. Just go check out our YouTube channel, Rearbox Talk. Go to Film Studies. It's the first video, video you'll see. But going on, you kept seeing Edelman targeted over and over. Why? Because he has he has a trust with him, and that's the only guy he knows that's going to run the right the right correct route. So if you have any distrust in the other guy, why would you throw him the ball? Because he may make you look like an idiot. Maybe that was how Jameis had with OJ last year because he didn't have the trust with him. He's just throwing it, or maybe just Jameis freaking fired it in there. You don't know. It could be a distrust. It could be. The quarterback, tight end, it could be, you don't know. Running the wrong route. But if you know one guy is going to do it, you're going to go to that one side more often. If you know there's three or four, hell, with the Bucks, five guys that can do it. You have so many options. If you're already seeing one side shaded, you're like, buddy, I, I love you, but I'm going to go over here because I know my, my advantage is over here. My numbers yeah. win. Like a poker match. Okay, I'm counting cards. They, it's not over there. It's over here. So why bother? But um, before yeah, I go and, this, and, go ahead and we've seen yeah we've seen that you know with, with Jameis Winston and Mike Evans you know when Mike Evans was pretty much the main guy here didn't really have like the help he has now you know with the other guys I mean we saw you know Jameis continued and continued to go to Mike Evans every game and even force balls you know to Mike Evans at times and um, yeah so it was kind of the same thing with uh, Julian Edelman and, and Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean. And that's what you saw in that film study. I mean, I, I don't want to give it away, but you, you just got to go see it to, to believe it. I mean, mm -hmm. and it wasn't as pressing as Jameis just forcing it. It was just him kind of looking. He's like, I don't trust he's going to get open. Let me go around. Uh, I think I can win here. It wasn't mm -hmm. more just a force. So go check right. that out. It's not a negative video. It's more opening your eyes to see what, what the thought process was. Mm -hmm. uh, but going on. Because I want to go into what I heard on, I think it was ESPN. Uh, okay. Kyle Allen was higher than Avante David, supposedly. That, that's got to be a joke. I mean, Josh Allen? I think he, he put Kyle Allen. I think the Panthers uh, quarterback. Kyle Allen? Really? Uh, he said Kyle. I, I don't know if that's a joke or not. but that sounds, <laughs> like, it sounds like a joke to me. It's got to be. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not high on that, but... Because obviously, yeah. Eh, just, yeah, hey, ratings are ratings. I mean, yeah, they well, need to well, fix that list. <laughs> we're mad about freaking Madden's ratings. Oh yeah, he meant Josh Allen. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Josh Allen. He said, "My bad." I said, "Kyle Allen." Kyle Allen. <laughs> I was like, "No, <laughs> no way." That's <laughs> true. He said, "My bad." Like, hey, you're fired. You're fired, Jay. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get. You see, karma yeah. just paid its cost back. But uh, yeah. let's go on. So name Thomas. 
you're new in the chat. Thank you for coming aboard. Okay, with with that said, guys, if you're new to the chat, you haven't yet, subscribe, please. Comment, like, do all that good stuff for us. I know you're out there, so help us out. Since you're enjoying the content, let's keep talking. He said, only one active player has more tackles since 2012 when he entered the league, and that's Bobby Wagner. The disrespect is wild. He's 100% correct. Yeah. 1,000% correct. Yep. But, I mean, we've talked about that. To the cows come home. That's how they say yeah. it. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's ridiculous. But I wanted to talk one more thing about what ESPN said. How I think it was Marcel Wyless or Wiley, whatever his name is. Uh-huh. LeVar Arrington. Yeah. I forgot who the other guy was. But they were talking about how Brady in this offense should be like the number one offense. Right? Mm-hmm. And then LeVar Arrington came in saying, oh, look. Jameis Winston went out there and threw it for the most yards. You have a descending Tom Brady. And why is he going to do better than Jameis Winston? Hmm. Before I even go on a rant, go ahead and answer for me. <laughs> and I'll touch on it later. Well, I mean, first of all, the easy answer, Tom Brady's just better. I mean, he's better than Jameis Winston. I mean, that shouldn't even be a debate. You know, Tom Brady at 42 years old is still a really damn good football player. Uh, he is a top five quarterback in this league. He has been for a very long time. He was really good last year, even with you know the, the amount of weapons that he didn't have. You know, he just had Edelman and a poor offensive line, and he still led them to 12 wins. Yeah, you could say it's in the AFC, which is a weaker conference. I get that. You're going to the NFC, which is a very strong conference and division that we play in the NFC South. But yeah, I mean, Jameis was going to put up numbers regardless because that's how this offense works. It's a passing offense, and you have weapons that we do you're going to be able to produce i mean any quarterback i think pretty much could produce in this offense because of what we have um i mean you could put blaine gabbert back there and i think it could still throw for maybe four thousand yards you know so there's going to be production at the quarterback spot is what i'm saying um the problem is with Jameis is the turnovers and you're not going to have that with tom brady he's just not going to turn it over as much um He's going to be smart with the football. Um, you're just not going to have the 30 interceptions, and that's that's a big thing, and that's what they wanted to fix this year going into this this season is re- reduce the turnovers and see how good we can be when we're not putting our defenses in bad positions, um, you know, game after game. So, But easy answer, Tom Brady is just a better quarterback, and that's why they should be number one offense this year. Yeah, I mean, And then also look at Winston, like you just said turning the ball over, so he had to throw for 5,000 yards because we had to get back in the game. We had to open up the offense. We had to abandon the run. We had to do all these things. Whether you say, oh, no, well, we just didn't run the ball much. No, we ran the ball a lot of times. We just had to run. I had to throw the ball because either there were interceptions inside our own 20 or countless turnovers where it's like, what the hell is going on? I know the Panthers game is a bad game in England to look at, but I mean, that wasn't the sum of the whole season, but it was pretty damn close. Mm-hmm. It was just shooting ourselves in the foot, but we could do whatever the hell we wanted on offense. It was more the decision maker making decisions. Mm-hmm. We have the ultimate decision maker. Let's see what the hell can happen. Yes, best of luck for Jameis. I'm tired of talking about Jameis, but it's going to happen. This is still within the year of that's all you saw. You haven't seen anything else in a Tim Bay Buccaneer uniform. Mm. 
Tom Brady, and when we see that 12, holy shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to lose my mind. But, I mean, yeah, I saw yeah. a locker room with his name on it, but I want to see him out there, not in an orange suit with a damn, uh, what the hell, those drones flying over. I want to see him in a uniform in live action. Right. But, I mean, yes, Tom Brady, ultimate decision maker. We'll let our team win the game, not make it one-sided. It's mm. it's everything cumulatively. It's not just one way. And right. that, that's where we kind of keep getting blinded into seeing only the offenses work. Our defense got better every damn game of that damn season. Mm. No one sees that. Everyone just saw, oh, we put up 5,000 yards. Okay, well, maybe mm. he doesn't even need to do that. No. Maybe no, we can I, rely on this defense. Yeah, I mean, you look at you look at like yards. You just mentioned that... Levante. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. You're good. I was just gonna say you look at yards, and and that's a great point. I mean, yeah, this offense can put up a lot of yards, but are we gonna be more effective and efficient? I would say yes, especially with Tom Brady at the helm, because that's what it comes down to. It's about being consistent. It's about being more effective, efficient. You know, overall, um, whether you're in the red zone, you have to be better. That's something we struggled with. You know, over the last couple years with Jameis Winston it's been red zone issues um, I think they were a little bit better last year I think they were closer in that higher 50% mark but then you look at third down conversions you know that's a big number you know that's something that we struggled with last year so you're not having as many three and outs you know you're not starting the game right off with an interception you know that helps so <laughs> you know <laughs> you know so when you look at Tom Brady coming in here you know it's going to be a more effective offense that could be meaning less yards but it also more productive numbers as far as touchdowns and ultimately wins and that's what matters don't even say that you, you <laughs> nail it so i mean pretty much we all answer this jm moore said how many of james's yards were when we were trailing throwing further comeback yeah i mentioned that like, mm-hmm. like you said throw pick first damn possession of the game oh okay we're already down we got to throw we got it we're forced to throw right and that isn't in only the play calling that's a decision that was made by a quarterback right just because the first play of the game is a throw does not mean our next five plays were going to be throws they could have been next four or, or runs mm-hmm. uh, there was times where we ran the ball eight or nine times in a row last year yeah yeah, exactly. And then people got mad because we didn't throw the ball. So like, <laughs> well, what, there's no winning with the with yeah. like a majority of our fans. So it's 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 crazy at some point. But yeah. I mean, yes, we are going to throw the ball a lot. We are going to run the ball a lot. It's going to be whatever works best. I mean, Tom Brady will probably say, hey, "BA, I got this. I got uh, this." Or leverage. <laughs> I'm older than you. I'm more mature than you. I got this. <laughs> and he's going to call the play. I'm switching it to a run. Just because mm-hmm. I see everyone's backing up because Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are just blowing the top off the defense. Right. This is things that he can do, the field general that he can do. He's going to put people in motion. Mm-hmm. Things that, little things that aren't a part of our offense right now, which you only saw a couple times with Jameis with his little throwing his hand up in the air in the Lions game against one of our worst defenses we face. Yeah. You'll see this on our usual occurrence, occurrence I would think, with Tom Brady. But. Mm-hmm. I mean, proof is in the pudding with his 20 years, but again, this is a whole other offense, team, coach, the structure that he's going to be in. So can it be replicated? I mean, I would say so because based off of past experiences, but 
that doesn't mean it's going to be 100% going to be here, especially right. this offseason. Yeah, and that's what I was trying to say. I, I think it's going to be different. It's going to look different because it's Tom Brady. It's going to be a different style of offense. I don't think it's going to be the same that we saw last year. You know, it's, it's There's going to be different nuances. They're going to be different uh, just things that are going to be incorporated with this offense because of Tom Brady. Um, and I, I think you're just going to see – you know, hopefully we see the type of production, you know, that, that we saw last year, but it's going to be different in how it's portrayed or played out. Yeah. All right, but let's go into some questions over here. So Brutal as Bucks said, Brady is going to be able to find an open man on every down. I agree. Steve, Steve Munoz, I'll get to you after we talk about this uh, Tom Brady stuff. Fred F says, I see Bucks versus Chiefs in, in the Super Bowl. That'd be kind of crazy. That'd be high-powered offenses. Yeah. Uh, J.L. Moore says, how many of your... Yeah, he, we already talk, touched on that. Jordan Durr, good to see you in the damn chat. Uh, he says, football is a three-phase game. Offense, defense, and special teams. We have been a bad team because of because on any game, we pick one or two of those to be strong on. I think we have more balance going forward. I fully agree with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you touched on me earlier, I think our special teams would be better. Yeah. Uh, and then Jay Elmore said, "How crazy would a Patriots Bucks Super Bowl be?" <laughs> Insane oh, remembering. <laughs> oh man. Ah, that would that would be something. I you thought know, you were about to start rapping with Drake. Oh man! Oh man! Jeez. <laughs> no, I mean that would be something with you know, especially Cam Newton. If I, I'm assuming he's going to be the starter and uh, you know leads that team to the Super Bowl, that would be that'd be pretty crazy. Um, but you know. I could definitely see the Bucks being there. Like I told you yesterday, I, I think this team is definitely that type of caliber, um, Super Bowl esque, and you know you got to think that way if you want to be, you know, in the top. So, yeah, that could be definitely a possibility. Yeah. Uh, so I agree. I mean, I just want to see games being played, and then once they do, first game, we light it up. I'm gonna say, yeah, Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, let's go on to some more. Yeah, that's series. gonna be such a right. that's gonna be such a great game against the Saints, man. I can't wait for that. It's gonna be really good. Mm. It's gonna be oh, it's gonna be exciting. But let's let's go on to some serious questions. So Steve okay. Munoz, I'm getting to you. He said, "You guys think OJ will be traded before the season starts?" No. And that goes also with uh, Chill Will said, "What trade or trade targets are realistic?" Uh don't really see any right now i think they want to keep all the core guys that they have right now um you know we talked about earlier as far as veteran experience i think that's gonna be important so i don't really see any trade uh opportunities right now maybe justin evans like you know but i don't think they could get much for him because he hasn't played so you know i just don't really see any trade possibilities you would think once all this I mean, I personally would think. I mean, maybe one of the yeah, maybe one of the tight ends. I mean, obviously, but I just don't think OJ's moving. Um, yeah. I, I maybe maybe a Tanner Tanner Hudson. May, yeah, maybe him just because he deserves to be on a roster and someone wants to give us. But then again, what what will people know of him besides last year? Right. He probably would have blown up preseason again. We probably could have traded him, but based mm-hmm. off there not being a preseason. Maybe teams don't trade. I was thinking more like because teams aren't going to see anything, once training camp starts, they're going to be so worried about keeping their players on the field. I mean, maybe, say, uh, George Kittle does get 
COVID-19 mm. or maybe uh, someone that really relies on a tight end right. gets it and they're like, oh, I need a tight end. Oh, Tampa Bay's loaded. Yeah. Maybe they give us something. You don't know. I mean, right. maybe same thing with wide receivers or something like that. I mean, maybe someone comes to call them because they're like, oh, well, they have a young guy. and Maybe we can get him for cheap. But then we try to drive up the price because guess what? Your dude's going to be out for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> give us something. Yeah. I mean, but that would be evil, but that's business. Okay. You got to mm. play with, hey, supply, demand. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> you got to do it that way, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, let's keep going. Um, what trade? I wonder what type of press coverage there will be during training camp. Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, yeah, how much contact are they going to allow? Uh, especially in the padded practices once they get towards the later half of the month in August. Yeah, I mean, how much full go do they do they allow to happen? Um, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to allow, you know, 100% full go because you have to. I mean, you're going to have to be able to play, you know, with the way you want to play. With coverage, you mean? Well, yeah, with both. I'm, I'm just speaking in, like, in, in terms of COVID, I think that's what he's trying to say, right, as far as contact or No, he's or just – type of press coverage oh forgive me, forgive me i didn't put in press oh press like, coverage like press. I, I yeah yeah i mean that's our style that's that's what our defense plays i, I think no, 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 no. Be... like like i guess i think he means press like the media oh the media um, oh yeah. i got you i'm sorry <laughs> I, I was I'm like wait a minute he's not answering this correctly come on now <laughs> i'm thinking i'm thinking defense so um because that's usually what we play is press coverage but yeah as far as media goes <laughs> i think <laughs> so i think I'm media <laughs> I think media, I, I think it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be, ex, it's going to be everywhere. I mean, we already saw with Tom Brady, I mean, him getting out of the car, we have, you know, cameras on him, you know, just entering the building. So. Well, I'm thinking he's meaning like, are they going to allow media in there? Oh. Or is it going to be Zoom calls or is it going to be, uh, he had a problem there too, media coverage. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, Covina yeah, man. Mean... Covina man is his name too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably, uh, probably Zoom calls. I'm assuming. I don't know if they're gonna allow, you know, guys in after the games or what have you. I mean, maybe if like I guess they're wearing a mask, you keep your distance. I guess, but yeah, I'm not sure how that's all gonna play out. I'm assuming some type of video conference conference is gonna happen. To be to answer that, I would honestly say, I mean, really, you don't need it. You don't. I mean, I mean it really affects, that's just it, to get the fans excited. I mean, obviously right. there hasn't been anything out in the world right now, so everyone's going to be excited for anything. Mm-hmm. So if anything, I would say allow media to be outside mm-hmm. and get questions in that way, not even close, just from a, a podium up top and media's around at the bottom with a microphone, so they're right. away. But then again, the media is going to be susceptible. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it is only Zoom calls because – you just can't have that many people around, especially in a time where you're trying to diminish the amount of people that are getting this. And majority yeah. of our media, let's be honest, they stack in <laughs> they stack in years, not stacking W's. They stack in years. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Like it's let's see. I, I I would rather it be exactly what it is right now. Zoom calls. It is cool as shit. I'll be honest. That Loose Cannon's podcast got the Ryan Jensen interview. Mm-hmm. That's what I love. I mm-hmm. love seeing 
out like what is it called fringe media yeah getting more attention getting more that's who you want to talk to you don't want to talk to mr oh i'm mr i have been covering i don't give a crap you want to talk to the people who actually care most about the team i have no i have no relation i don't care Mm. yeah let's just be unbiased Mm. okay unbiased yes but Mm. it's also loving the game and that's where we just as fans want to know more about the game we want to know the little ins and outs not how many reps did you get Mm. um did you throw high velocity on that one sometimes i just yeah the media just bugs me i i don't care i i (laughs) <laughs> it is. I mean, some some of the questions, and they jump on it. This guy is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I, I'm gonna say it. It's just yeah. But I love that fringe media is getting more attention now, and hopefully, it is. It gets better for fringe, and more YouTubers or podcasts and stuff will realize where the kind of shady crap you'd get from media will kind of start subsiding. I don't. Maybe that's my true belief of what would happen, but. Mm. Sorry to yeah. go on a rant and tangent and <laughs> shit like that. No, you're but, fine, uh, man. <laughs> Jay Elmore said it would feel like Super Bowl 37 all over again. Talking Gruden and probably the uh, the Raiders. Same thing. Mm. The impractical trash trans. I can't. I shit the bed. <laughs> no, what happened the last time the Bucks brought in a big name for another from another team? They met in the Super Bowl, Gruden Bucks versus former team. I hope to God that's exactly what happens. Mm. And Jay Elmore said the guard at the gate didn't know who he was about Tom Brady. That's sad. <laughs> if, if that's the case, I think media said that. I, I think he knew. He was just like Brady. What's going on? Let me yeah. steal your ear for a moment. How's Giselle? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Giselle. <laughs> I think that's what he said, but I don't know. I, I, how do you guys feel about this with the media coverage? Do you, do you like that more fringe media are getting more attention? Do you like that it's not just the regular media doing crap like that? Like, I don't know. Sometimes there were questions I would want asked, and they would just start hounding the coach because he was getting upset about a certain thing, and they'd be like, wanting egg him on to get him more mad mm-hmm. who the hell cares I, I want to know more about the team what's going on not if yeah. you can make someone upset or not mm-hmm. like how low are you because you want to make someone pissed off yeah. obviously we all are pissed off if we're losing I, I don't know right but I'll shut up plus tell me more about what you want to say <laughs> no no I mean you're making good points um, I know I, I got confused oh. with the press coverage and media coverage and yeah, you know, I'm thinking, you know, in football terminology. So, but um, yeah, as far as the media goes, I mean, I think I think we have some really good media members here. You know, I, I could mention some names, but I'm excited about as far as like you said, the fringe media. You know, Pewtercast, um, Loose Cannons. You know, us, we're we're trying to make a name for ourselves on YouTube. So, it's uh, it's cool and. You know, I, I, I would like to see that them get more attention because like you said, the, the real questions get asked, um, you know, it's more menial, menial, it's more better for the fans. It's, um, it's just, I, I think it, it makes more of an impact when you have, you know, fans that can relate to, you know, the players a little bit better, you know, as, as far as what they're asking. And I think that makes a, a better, um, just more, um, more impact, I would say. 
it's it's not just black and white. There's actually color and commentary and like yeah, it, it's cool to see this like interacting with fans and fans' questions. It's not just the agenda you have or the propaganda mm. you want to push. Like yeah, yeah, and I understand that you know these reporters. I mean, they have deadlines that they have to meet. They have you know certain articles that they have to write, so they have to ask certain questions to meet those articles and and get that information. The sad part, That's the sad part. Yeah, it is. It is the sad part. I mean, they have you know they have bosses that they have to you know abide to and and make sure they're getting a certain amount of articles out so they can get paid and you know it is their livelihood. So I understand that. Um, but yeah, you would like to see them ask some different type of questions that would actually, you know, be more beneficial to what's going on in the game and as far as the roster. Um, but you know, you have some that do that and they do a really good job of doing that, and then some others are just like, eh, whatever. You know, they have a press pass; they can be there. Um, you know, I'll never forget. You know, you had the one guy that, you know, gets talked a lot about around here and and, fe and fell asleep at one of uh, Dirk Cutter's press press conferences Whoa. and uh yeah and you know for that guy to have a press pass i mean that's that's the ultimate low you fall asleep at a press conference <laughs> that that's not a good look and um i think that's why that certain coverage um gets looked down upon um recently so fell asleep well yeah I've, I've been laughing about the whole damn hour we've been on this so i don't know if i'm falling asleep or not <laughs> but hey other than that guys I think we've touched on all the points we can touch on that we've actually done again if you haven't yet subscribe like comment especially on this video if you haven't just yet with that plus I will see you when we actually do our next film study other than that guys thank you for all the appreciation and all the comments and questions other than that we'll catch you on the next one Go Bucks. Nice.